I know. Hey, everybody. Nikki Burnett here. This is Taste Life Nutrition Radio. I'm here with the amazing and beautiful Dr. Amber Hollis. Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, so, Taste Life Radio, what are we about? First things first, we are streaming live on KUHS Denver, uh, the amazing radio station here locally and nationally. We are worldwide, um, headed up by Henry Archuleta. Um, so, uh, today though, we want to talk a little bit about, well, you can probably see behind me. We're going to talk about poop. Yay! <laughs> Let's talk about poop, <laughs> So, um, it's actually, we're going to have a, a ton of fun with this, I think, but we want to talk first a little bit about what Taste Life Radio is about, because that's what's, what is really important here, is what we're trying to do with this show. What we're really trying to do is bring the truth, right? Empower you to find your truth and then kind of be able to figure out ways of sifting through so much misinformation and disinformation and just plain lies out there in the media um, and, and, you know, on online. It's just, it's so frustrating and we've all been there. Um, we were both there. We're, I mean, sometimes we're still there, but you know, that's why we went to school for to do what we do is so we could learn, so we could understand, so we could sift through for ourselves. And now we're sifting through for um, our loved ones, our patients, our clients, um, and and you and anybody who's going to listen to us, <laughs> <laughs> whether they like it or not. <laughs> so um, that's the focus here. But we want to have fun. We want to talk about things that maybe not everybody talks about, and we want to make you know make life enjoyable. And we want to take the taboo out of poop. <laughs> must be done. It must Somebody be done. Somebody has to do it. <laughs> so, but that's the thing in our. In our world, in the functional medicine, functional nutrition world, the gut is the key to health, right? And so a byproduct of the gut is poop. Mm -hmm. And it's life, <laughs> and it's what it is, and it can tell us a lot of stories. Okay, so let's talk about what we're grateful for, and then we'll talk a little bit about you. Sure. And then we're just going to dive into shit. <laughs> All right. What are you grateful for today? Man, I'm grateful for so many things. Um, I'm really, you know what I'm grateful for? I have been working on, and if you've listened to this over the last few months, um, a course that, that I've been co-creating uh, with Dr. Lynn and Dr. Sam, and um, who had, they have, uh, I think their show's tomorrow, so they have a show on here as well. And we're finally launching. We have we have done a couple of challenges to kind of soft launch and have a little mm -hmm. bit of fun with it, but we're at a point to where we are finally able to truly launch it and get it out there. And it's yeah, yeah. This has been uh, pushing a year. Oh my gosh! You know, nine months yeah. that we've been working on this. Yeah. yeah, and it's been fun and really flipping hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, but that's okay because I've learned a ton. But what this course is is it it is really robust and comprehensive, and it is again kind of like the show. It, it, it the point is to empower you to find your truth, who you are, what your body needs, why it needs it, and and to really understand understand it. And it's it's mind, it's body, it's mindset, it's meditation, it's cognitive health. 
you know, we dig a little bit into epigenetics. We talk about the microbiome. We help you understand all of these things and we move through it day by day for 12 weeks so you can learn you. This isn't a, a generalized course. It's a course to help where you can mold it to your needs not everybody else's needs and not listening to what somebody else tells you mm -hmm. you need. Awesome. Yeah, so it's not the end all be all, right? You know, if there are some pretty chronic conditions that you're dealing with, this is going to help. Probably you know, you may find that you need more help after that. That's great, but you have learned a huge chunk of what you need to know in order mm -hmm. to help you at least start to control whatever that chronic condition might be. So that's what I'm grateful for. Amazing. Super excited. Amazing. Yeah. So, how about you? Oh my gosh, I feel like there's a lot to be grateful for. Um, so, you know, to keep it somewhat short, I guess I'll say that I'm really grateful for my personal health right now. I know a lot of people mm. are just struggling both yep. physically and mentally through this whole COVID crisis. Mm. And I just feel so grateful that I don't feel really dragged down and bogged down. So to some extent, I feel like I can be a little bit of a rock and a sounding board for the people that I come into contact yep. with that are just, just mentally and physically exhausted from this whole thing. So, it is exhausting. Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel I feel great. Mm -hmm. I feel, mm -hmm. and I, I, to some degree, I kind of feel bad for feeling great. Um, <laughs> Don't feel bad. But, right, I know, it's a, it's a work in progress, but um, yeah, I'm just really grateful for, for my health and the fact that I can still, you know, come and do stuff like this mm -hmm. and be face-to-face -face with you. And yep. yeah, just keep it simple today. So I think that that's great because I, one of the things that, that we both try to focus on when it comes to health is the mental aspect. And it's not, yeah. it's not necessarily my strength but there is a piece of my practice where I'm like, we need to work on mindset. We need mm -hmm. to find balance. Um, I know it's one of your strengths. You do that a lot in practice. Um, and I, you know, we all need to find that. But in my mind, you've been working on your own balance for so long. And True. I feel like I have too, that you're in a place where you're able to sort of as smoothly as possible kind of kind of move through this mm -hmm. um it's it's not necessarily smooth but sure. you, you know we all have have our ups and downs with these things but we're able to just kind of sit back and and take it instead of the anxiety reeling through our head because i know that happens a lot it's yeah. the what if what if what if and telling yourself the stories and what's going to happen and right. not and that's that's the the hard part and the really terrible thing is you don't know what's going to happen and so you just keep creating these stories that reel in your mind. Right. And and those can be very problematic. I mean, I yeah. think we actually talked about this mm -hmm. the last time I was here, mm -hmm. um, about how stress affects the, every part mm -hmm. of the body. And we can definitely get into that today about how yeah. stress mm -hmm. affects the gut. But mm -hmm. it's really hard to not wonder about the future and think about what's going to happen, what's my business going to look like, yeah. what's the world going to mm -hmm. look like. But you know, instead, I mean, it might be blasphemous to say this, but can we just be excited and curious that like ch really amazing change could be coming? Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of how mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. to see it because otherwise we're just doing our immune system a big disservice yeah. by continuously worrying mm -hmm. about the what ifs. It is not good. Negative thinking mm -hmm. really does have an impact on not just your immune system, but your health overall. Everything. Yeah. yeah. And so, and you know, that those are the things, um, you know, we're going to beat this drum 
continue to beat this drum, but these are the things that we're not hearing in mainstream media and mainstream medicine is taking control of your health, taking control of your mental and emotional health and eating the right things instead of, you know, being cooped up and drinking and eating like crazy. Let's con let's let's consider that we need to flip that over and actually take that time to to build our health, build our immune systems, build our mindset, meditate, do all of these these things to allow us to to thrive. We need to thrive in a time like this. We need yeah. to build our everything about us so we can get through it. And if we happen to get COVID, so you move through it. Mm -hmm. You know, lots Hopefully, of people yeah. are getting it. I mean, and I think most people are most people are moving through it. And so um, right. we I just can't help but to continue to say we have to focus on ourselves right now yes. and not focus on the craziness bring it in right. take care of you take care of your family and if you do that if everybody were to do that then we start to build these little communities of health and then right. it spreads and grows and I just think that that's so important to this is a time to be selfish absolutely mm -hmm. and for those of you or people that you know who are extremely overwhelmed by this, the best thing you can do, like Nikki said, is focus on yourself and your health because that's how you're gonna move through this. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so that just brings us right back to the immune system and the gut, where it does. most of it resides. It does, yeah. but first we need to talk about you. Oh, yeah. wow, what about me? <laughs> um, so I am Amber Hollis, I'm a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. And I bring a very functional medical approach into my practice, um, which can mean a lot of things, but recently, not recently, but what I'm most excited about recently is just diving into some of the testing. So traditional oh, Chinese medicine, testing. you don't need testing. We have pulse diagnosis. Which is super cool too. Right. We can tell a lot by yeah. reading the pulse and looking at the tongue and the eyes and the ears and the body just gives you a wealth of information. And now I feel like lab testing just really brings this beautiful layer where you just now have a lot more detail. So mm -hmm. before, you know, I can feel a pulse and look at a tongue and be like, wow, we've got a major digestive issue going yeah. on. And there's symptoms too. Some people mm -hmm. are mm -hmm. very aware of their digestive issues and others are not. Yeah. And that's what the testing allows us to do. So I'm really merging these two medical systems that just fit so beautifully mm -hmm. together that provides so much information when people feel completely lost. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really, really um, just passionate and inspired by what is available, the tools that are available to us now. It is amazing, yeah. it is amazing. And you know, kind of hitting on labs because if you haven't already noticed, we're super nerds about the labs, but they, they give us so much information and a lot of them are a little bit different than what you find in, in in your everyday allopathic medicine. Sure, very different. Mm -hmm. um, and so allopathic being, you know, your your primary care, your, you know, Western medicine uh, physician, which is not okay, I mean, which is fine, but it really, when it comes to trying to understand underlying causes to symptoms, instead of trying to cover up with with drugs or you know mm -hmm. pharmaceuticals or drugs, <laughs> whatever mm -hmm. whatever it is that floats <laughs> your boat. Um, but instead of covering up the symptoms, the goal is to find the underlying cause. Right. And so we always run 
you know, kind of like your, your, your doctor would a comprehensive metabolic panel, but it's much more extensive right. than your everyday comprehensive metabolic panel, much more extensive. And much more mm -hmm. extensive, but also looking at it through a much more narrow yes. lens, if mm -hmm. you will, like yeah. those lab tests, those reference ranges are provided by the lab and it's an average of the people who come in. Well, who's mm -hmm. going to the doctor typically? So you're getting reference ranges from basically a bunch of <laughs> sick, sick people, people or you yeah. know random people who go in once a year for a checkup. Yeah. So we look at it through a much more narrowed lens, which can help us detect either early onset or mm -hmm. possibilities, um, maybe things that people don't even feel yet. And it's true. Yeah. yeah. So one of the you know one of the ways I explain it to to my clients is is when we look when we're looking at things that are outside of lab range which is what you typically see on a lab report we're looking at uh, things that are potentially pathogenic there they could potentially be a problem with the more narrow range what we're typically looking at is red flags and so you can take those red flags you might have multiple red flags and you start putting pieces of the puzzle together if you see certain inflammatory markers elevated um, and then you see eosinophil is elevated then you, you start to put these things together and see what the pattern is telling you mm -hmm. and then we move into and this is you know we do this on I, I do it on every one of my patient clients I have clients she has patients <laughs> <laughs> I have to be very careful with that <laughs> um, um, but I, I do stool testing on everybody everybody I, I it's a rare day that I'll work with somebody who I haven't done a stool test yeah. on or if they maybe have had one you know recently uh, through somebody else because it gives so much information right yeah. it doesn't just tell you what is going on in the gut necessarily. Right, I mean, we right. are looking at inflammatory markers. Um, we're looking at potential pathogens, parasites, um, different yeah, things that could be <laughs> causing issues that <clears throat> you don't feel in your gut. When we think about gut problems, of course, we're thinking about constipation, diarrhea, stomach ache. You know, we're thinking about Bloating. the things that you feel mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. the digestive system. Yeah. But what we don't realize is how much these little microbes or pathogens affect our entire body from like headaches to acne to hormone issues to skin issues. Mm -hmm. I mean, you name it. And it Thyroid can, dysfunction, right. brain fog, anxiety, <clears throat> depression, yeah. joint pain. Fatigue. Yeah. I mean, any of these sound familiar? <laughs> you need a poop test. Hello. I just go do a poop test. <laughs> You really have to dig into the details to find out what is going on, um, and it's just it's just ridiculously mm -hmm. important um, when when we know, like Hippocrates said, all disease begins in the gut. So yep. why is that not mm -hmm. our first thought? It is our first thought, but like yeah. it needs to become mm -hmm. more mainstream that mm -hmm. we are looking at what's going on inside the gut, so that we can really get mm -hmm. to the potential like root cause of people's issues because yeah. what's happening in in mainstream medicine and not to knock it like it's an amazing emergent emergency medical system but mm -hmm. for for chronic problems like this is not doing any good for people so we really need to take a different approach and and look at what is going on inside rather than just you know going to the doctor and here's your prescription mm -hmm. that's not very helpful I think we can all admit that mm -hmm. it might be helpful in the to short some term. Mm -hmm. symptomatically but you're not, your body isn't like, you know, you don't have a 
shortage of proton pump inhibitors you know, for <laughs> yeah. acid reflux. Like that's mm -hmm. not the problem. Yeah, you don't just slap medicine on it to fix and it. We could, man, we could go into rabbit hole with PPIs, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I <good>. know. <laughs> I, w I do want to say something real quick, though, um, just to kind of go back to the specific lab testing that we do. So there are a couple of companies that I've used in the past. There's one that I'm using now, and I just wanted to show you the report that I get. This is a 20-page front and back report um, from the company that, that that I use, and I don't know if you've used them yet. Have you used them? I just started with yeah. them. I've been using a different company that we've mm -hmm. both yeah, yeah, been yeah. using. They're, so. all, they're all really good. Yeah. Um, and so what the, the thing that I, I want to make sure that is, is clear is you do a stool test through your allopathic physician in most cases it is giving a sample the what they're looking for is you know they're not looking for a lot of pathogens they're not looking at the microbiome they're not looking at good bugs bad mm -hmm. bugs all of these things it's also not it basically they're taking the sample and they're because you said dig in they're <laughs> digging in it <laughs> under a microscope yeah. to look for Eggs and pieces and parts yeah. of these bugs. I mean, mostly things that are be that are going to be causing you a lot of problems, like giardia, giardia C. Yeah. diff, and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. There's probably like mm -hmm. a handful, like maybe I don't know, five things mm -hmm. that I've seen when people bring their mm -hmm. uh, lab work to me, their stool test yeah. report from their doctor. I'm like, this, this is it. It's pretty minimal. We got to do this again. It's pretty minimal. Yeah, yeah. and so. The tests that we do are, and if you've heard the term, you probably heard the term now because of the COVID testing, but PCR. So this is PCR testing. I believe all three that we've used in the past, that I've used in the past, are all PCR, at least for the most part. Um, and this is looking at the genetics. So it, it picks up the genetics of what's going, of what's in the gut. So your own genetics and then all of the different bacteria, viruses, mold, um, uh, worms again, uh, amoebas. I mean, it's, it's, it's your good bugs, bad bugs, your opportunistic bugs, your pathogenic bugs. It is broad. And again, you know, you get a report from your primary care or your, you know, GI doc, whatever it might be. It's definitely not a 40 page report. <laughs> and this is, this is for every client or, or every yeah. patient. This is, it's everything in here. And it's, it gives so much, I mean, even neurotransmitters, um, neurotransmitter metabolites, um, and these amazing inflammatory markers. And we need to, understanding that disease begins in the gut and that inflammation can often, well, gut creates inflammation. Mm -hmm. You know, we also have, you know, so th these cycles that, you know, what creates what. Um, but then understanding that I don't remember my point, except... <laughs> <laughs> don't you love that when that happens? Man, it happens to me too much. I, I, this <laughs> anyway, but, you know, just understanding that all of these things are what can create the biggest issues, and we have to look at them all and, under, and look at the inflammatory markers. What I was going to say is your immune function. 70% of your immune function is mm -hmm. your gut and your microbiome. And so we need to know... The good bugs, right? And we didn't need to know if the good bugs have actually become too many, right? Which are then opportunistic, which can then create problems, also, right? Mm -hmm. It really does give you a really nice picture of the immune system. Um, there's a marker that will look at the mucus layer, the mm -hmm. first defense mm -hmm. um, in the lining of the gut. It will tell you if that is high or low, mm -hmm. and then you can fix that 
really easily. Mm -hmm. I just did. Um, I just saw that I, and it's still it's still low. I, mm -hmm. My immune system is a little bit so lower. Secretary IgA. Yep, mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about. Um, it's a little bit low, but I doubled it within two weeks of treatment. Amazing. And then retested about a month later. That's right. We were going to so, talk about yeah. it. We haven't talked about it yet. We're talking about it now. <laughs> so it's just, it, it goes to show that there's so many different things you can look at. And the immune system is one of my favorite because mm -hmm. if, if you see this marker being really, really high, you can't think, oh, this person has a really robust immune system. Yeah. It means that there's, there's a war going on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's an upregulated <clears throat> immune system. So too high is an upregulated immune mm -hmm. system and there's a problem. And then too low means it's really not functioning, I don't wanna say at all, but it's having right. a really hard time. Right. One of the most interesting things that I love about, and I don't know if you heard what I said, it's called secretory IgA, and not to get too sciencey about it, but there are a lot of times that we feel like that we have sensitivities and we can't figure out what it is or why, and I'm gonna use gluten as, as, uh, as a starting point. But if when we look at a test and we see that secretory IgA is low, like really low, and then we also have a, a, a an anti-gliadin marker, which is kind of a sort of a broad gluten sensitivity mm -hmm. marker, um, and we see that there are no gluten sensitivities, and this is getting a little much, but I just love it so much, <laughs> that what is actually happening is because the immune system is not functioning properly, that it doesn't recognize that there's a problem with gluten. So right. you're reacting to it, but it doesn't, it, there's, you can't tell on that piece of paper that you're actually having a problem with it because it's not, well, it's just not functioning properly. Right, it's not being recognized by right. these little components called aminoglobulins, yep. which is what it's, uh, right, right. a portion of that, that yeah. what it's testing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, lots of, I mean, we could get into the nitty gritty, but mm -hmm. you know, just, <clears throat> just to give you, I think a baseline of all of the different things that we can look at. And when I'm sure people, I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard that inflammation is the root cause of all disease. Okay, well, what is causing the inflammation? Mm -hmm. So we have to even dig a little bit deeper, but you can definitely see inflammation uh, in, in the gastrointestinal labs that we're running. Yeah, yeah. So going, you know, with saying that, and I, I use this a lot now after you said it, but it's like act, acting, you know, like that five-year-old child, you know, mm -hmm. why, 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 why? <laughs> yes. We're always asking why. Don't just assume that you, the, there's inflammation and you don't know why, no. and so you need to take anti-inflammatories, like Advil or something like that, right? Right, right. Um, so always ask why. If you have an infection, why? If you have leaky gut, which is gonna show up on a lab test, why? Do you have anxiety? why it's inflammation why you have an infection why mm -hmm. you know there's yeah. always there's always you always have to keep keep going until you kind of and, and you a lot of times i tell my clients too that we may not be able to put a name sure. on what's happening sure i can put a name on the infection because it shows up on my lab report right. um but you know just because it's not a you know <clears throat> disease doesn't mean that it can't be repaired right fixed. absolutely yep. and mm -hmm. a lot of times it's not just one thing right, right. like yep. it can I, I like to look at it like this and this is how I explain it to my patients we're all born with a bucket <laughs> okay mm -hmm. and we're all born with different size buckets and this bucket is basically our tolerance how much can you handle 
And so it could be that you've had a, a lot of stress. Maybe you've had a traumatic event or lots of them, and it keeps, mm-hmm. it keeps piling this bucket. Then you're exposed to mold. Then you go to Mexico and you get food poisoning. And then, you know, you're in an unhappy marriage. And then you, you know, you get bit by a tick. Like all of these mm-hmm. things. And then there's always that, you know, straw that broke the camel's mm-hmm. back. Not one more drop of water can fit in this bucket. Then it explodes. Yeah. So sometimes you can't mm-hmm. pinpoint just one mm-hmm. thing. It is, it is so important to realize that all of these different things, a lot of them are in within your control and that's cool mm-hmm. like you got to look at your bucket and say okay what am i willing to put mm-hmm. in here am mm-hmm. i going am i willing to have a really poor diet that one didn't even get mentioned like that mm-hmm. you know yeah. feeds this bucket and fills it up really really quickly <laughs> really fast yeah so the the beautiful thing about this whole concept is that you can control a large amount of what goes into that bucket Yes, we all have stress. Mm-hmm. Are you using tools to manage that stress? Yes, we all have to eat. What are you eating? Are you going <clears> to be eating that will help like let some of that out of the bucket? Or mm-hmm. are you going to be piling more on? So it really is a lot of this is within our control. You can't control the, the bug that you're going to pick up when you're traveling. You just... You kind of almost have to know that that's going to happen when you travel. It's true. Depending on where you're going. Yeah. Can't oh, man. get around it. They it's are <laughs> not fun. Flashbacks to, yeah, I know. to Thailand. Uh, Woo! Yeah. yeah. So yeah. We, wanna, we want to work on the things that are within our control mm-hmm. and let go of the things that are not in our control so that we can mm-hmm. be happier and more sane. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we all need is a little more sanity. So I think there's some fun. Th- oh, I need to. I need to take a quick break. Um. So I w- first I want to say KUHS streaming live um, here in Denver. So uh, if you are not on the KUHS uh, website right now, you can go to KUHSDenver.com where they stream live and are amazing. We are hitting. I don't know. I haven't gotten numbers in um, a, a month or so, but I know we're hitting almost a hundred thousand people. So. Yay! Cool. Amazing. Um, so good stuff. This is a this is a great station, and we thank Henry for allowing us to come and play in his office. Thank you, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so just on cue, he put up Rightful for us. So Rightful is an amazing company. They are so good at what they do. They are a pain management company. They're a natural supplement. They have um, they're based in some coconut milk. But they're they're turmeric based. They've got a little bit of CBD. They have a morning uh, a, a morning supplement and then an evening evening supplement. It tastes good, um, and it really really helps with lots of things. The goal though is pain management, um, and so we always want to understand where pain is coming from. We don't want to cover up the pain even if it's with a supplement, right? But when we have um, people who go to pain management clinics, it's usually because there's something that is going on that can't always be fixed by nutrition, right? So I have, I say this a lot, but I have a husband who's got a fused ankle. That can't be fixed by nutrition. <laughs> I wish it could. Um, but there's some pain there. And so, you know, this this product is being used in pain management clinics because it works so well. Um, and so it's great for focus, it's great for sleep. Um, I love it um, and it's, it's good stuff. So you can go to uh, Rightful, Dot com put in the code TLN20 and get your discount try it you'll love it um, okay so I want to get into some things that are maybe a little more I mean maybe people have heard of maybe not and specifically I'm thinking 
the vagal nerve. Ooh, Ooh. I love this nerve. <laughs> so there's what is called <laughs> the gut-brain axis. Some will call, like uh, Dr. Lynn and Dr. Sam call it the brain-gut axis. I'm like, no, you're backwards. Yeah. like, no, you're backwards. <laughs> it's, let's be clear. It's gut-brain. <laughs> there are nine times more signaling going from gut to brain than brain to gut. So for every amazing? signal being sent from the brain to the gut, there's nine going from the gut to the brain. It's That's like, a great little yeah. stat. I so love that. We'll yeah. just clear that up real quick. <laughs> Not that it really matters. But it is really important. So it's an understanding that what's going on in the gut, you know, when we talked about it earlier, we we're talking about the brain fog and the fatigue mm -hmm. and the anxiety and the depression and these things are going on here. It very well could be stemming from the gut because that vagal nerve, the vagus nerve, is what connects the gut to the brain and the brain to the gut. And so it can cause um, physical issues. So we talk about things like um, lack of motility, mm -hmm. which is, you know, just your, 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 your intestines not moving, mm -hmm. right? So they have to move while we're digesting food and they're moving food through the tract, but it also has to be able to move in between meals, which is why it's good to, it's for most people, not for everybody, I say it's better to not snack mm -hmm. because you do breakfast. If you do breakfast, not everybody has to. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you have that in-between time where those, those it's called the, the motor, the, what is it migrating called? The migrating motor migrating complex. Motor complex. Yeah. Um, but it's there to move stuff out. Mm -hmm. Debris, bacteria, yeast, things that aren't supposed to be there. It's a cleaning. Right, it's like, mm -hmm. it's sweeping. Think yep. about like a big cafeteria. Like mm -hmm. they don't sweep while everyone's running around at lunchtime. Yep. They wait till lunch is over mm -hmm. and then they can sweep up and clean. Yep. So mm -hmm. it, it needs to be done. And like you said, if you're snacking, that's not going to be happening. It's not. And so we, I want to take into consideration, there are some people, I had a, I have a client who is very active, very tall, very lean. Um, and there was, a, there was a time, I don't know if it's as much the case now, but she was going through some healing and some things and she needed to eat regularly. And so I think that there are times when, when it's maybe necessary, but I do believe for most of us who are not as active, we sit a lot, get a standing desk. Um, <laughs> I, I think that understanding that taking that time and allowing the emptiness, yes. and that's kind of what I feel like is the best way to describe it, is allow the emptiness be okay with some gurgling. It happens. Um, and wow, then, yeah, for me. <laughs> I know mine just did right now. I'm like, oh, I'm working. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, take that break. And I'm also not saying everybody has to eat breakfast. I think that we are in a place where we understand that some people do and some people don't. And we're all different. Mm -hmm. We're all unique and we're all beautiful. And nobody judges as long as you're doing things properly and with good knowledge, um, you know, and taking care of yourself. Absolutely, and yeah. I think it's good and okay to play and mm -hmm. try skipping breakfast yeah. for like a week and mm -hmm. see what happens. I have um, patients who thought they could never go without, you know, a meal, especially mm -hmm. breakfast, and they've noticed that if they eat breakfast, they are hungry through the whole day, and they're mm. snacking, <clears throat> and, and their digestive issues usually will flare. But if they don't eat breakfast, they're hardly ever, ever hungry. Mm -hmm. And then they have their two meals, mm -hmm. and that's it, and mm -hmm. they feel much better. Yeah. I have a handful of people mm -hmm. who notice that. I have no, and I go through phases 
all the time. I'm like, you want breakfast? Okay, eat breakfast. Yeah. And then I go through many phases where I don't, or I'll just have bone broth, and mm-hmm. I feel just yep. lighter and more mm-hmm. comfortable. Even if I'm having, well, if I'm having breakfast, I'm only having a healthy breakfast. But even if it is a healthy breakfast, sometimes it's just, you know, all the all the blood flow goes to the gut to digest, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it can leave some people feeling maybe even a little brain foggy. Mm-hmm. So. And then a total opposite, other people feel like they're completely brain foggy until they get food in their system. So I encourage you guys to play with that. Mm -hmm. It's really individual, but there's nothing wrong with skipping breakfast and Mm -mm. and doing a little bit of a break. I think it's listening to your body. Mm -hmm. It's really important to listen to your body because if you're trying to do some intermittent fasting and there's a day where your body's like, I need to eat and I need to eat now and you don't allow for that, I think that creates problems Mm -hmm. as well. So I think intermittent fasting is good. I think it's not for everybody. Sure. Um, and we, we veered a little bit, but I think it's an important thing because there are a lot of these, a lot of fads out there. I mean, a lot, a lot of them are, are good for some people, mm-hmm. not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so again, going that's that's one of the things that that is my goal in my practice, and then, then with the show and whatever else I do, is helping people understand that they're unique. You are not like anybody else in in many, many ways. So just because something works for one person doesn't mean it's gonna work for you and vice versa. So you've gotta figure out, so experiment, play, don't put a lot of pressure and stress on your body or yourself because what happens when you stress and put pressure on yourself, if you're trying to lose weight, you probably won't lose the weight because <laughs> it's stressful. <laughs> so basically we all just need to take a big breath and chill out get a poop test. Oh, and speaking of the vagus nerve, <laughs> I want to jump right back to yes, that do. because the the vagus nerve is this physical connection from from the brain to the gut and back and forth. So one of the th- and this this nerve is responsible for a lot of yep. things. It has mm-hmm. so many things that it's in charge of, but the main thing is it's responsible for the parasympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that mean? You guys might have heard this as the rest and digest, these mm-hmm. two branches, fight or flight, rest and digest. Most of us are living in this fight or flight, we're really stressed, we're go, 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 we have all of these things to do, and the vagus nerve is responsible for putting us into that parasympathetic rest and digest mode. And one of the ways that we can actually stimulate that vagus nerve is through really deep belly breathing. Mm -hmm. So actually taking that big breath and a really slow, longer, deep exhale uh, for even just a few minutes can be really, really helpful. Not to mention how much better you will feel on on the level of stress, but it also can really help regulate that parasympathetic Mm -hmm. nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's important. You know, there are things, um, things that we can a lot of times you know, when it comes to symptoms, say, okay, that's, that might be vagal tone or lack of vagal tone. Um, you know, sometimes we're not able to swallow pills, right? Mm-hmm. That could be something. Um, if, you know, if we have um, an infection, you know, that can be due to the inability for, you know, for, so it's the vagal, vagal nerve not working properly, which then motility is not working mm-hmm. properly and things aren't being moved out properly. And so um, there are things that we can do. So it's the breathing, it's yoga believe it or not, it's gargling really loud, yeah. you know, until it brings tears. It's, it's as gross as it is, as it is, it's to me, it's the easiest one. It's just, I hate it. Yeah. But it's gagging yourself with your toothbrush <laughs> until you cry. Cause it makes me yeah, cry yeah. immediately. I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so fun. It's so fun, but it works. Um, but then there are, you know, there are things like bitters that are, and there are certain herbs, and I can't remember what they are off the top of my head. I don't know if you do, but bitters and certain herbs um, and spices that can help with um, increasing motility, which is increasing or, or strengthening mm-hmm. vagal tone. Um, so these are, you know, that's one of the things I have, as I've learned in my practice, when somebody tells me I can't swallow my pills, before I go to something physical going on, I'm thinking H. pylori, or, and I'm thinking vagal tone. Because mm-hmm. um, those two things can um, can create a problem with swallowing pills. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that downward movement that's mm-hmm. not happening. Yep. And when that downward motion and sweeping is not happening, this is when you have that, you, it allows bacteria to grow mm-hmm. in places where it really shouldn't. Yeah. Um, and again, the stool testing will will help us see that. And I think that that's, that's a, a sort of a, a great segue because the reason that, you know, again, we do stool testing on every person that comes through the office because going back to we need to understand the microbiome, the good and bad, we un- need to understand the, the dysfunction and the dysbiosis, which is an overgrowth of good and or bad bugs, which can create problems in and of itself. And so there are things that we can see. So, you know, when we have pathogens, so true pathogenic infection, things that need to be addressed immediately, we see these regularly, mm-hmm. regularly. Mm-hmm. So even in people without symptoms, we're seeing it. Um, really good point. Yeah. I had H. pylori and had no idea. I was shocked. And it's yep. gone. And yay! yay. So, <laughs> uh, and this can cause lots of problems for people. It can, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's definitely, that's one example of something that when, it's because mm-hmm. it's very, very common. But when you see that, you need to do something about it. And if I had not done these tests, I would have had no idea. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. not a symptom. Yeah. And I think with that said, though, you know, we also look at it and understand, I guess, the amounts. I think for some people, H. pylori is a natural part of the gut, mm-hmm. but somehow it got out of control. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to look at and what we want to understand. And hers was significantly high when she sent it to me. I was like, whoa, that's <laughs> shocking because she is, Dr. Amber's just really healthy. And. <laughs> You're like, how does that happen? I was offended. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was like, "Uh, excuse me. This is my body. Do you know how hard I try? (laughs) (laughs) Not good. But that goes back to like, you can't control where you pick up these things, you know? Mm -hmm. You just, there are certain (laughs) things that are out of your control. So when you do these these tests, it, it gives you insight into uh, what is going on, and then you can actually take control back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know we look at things like um, so we're looking at the microbiome and we're looking at taking probiotics. You know, everybody's like, I need to take a probiotic, and yes, maybe so. But we are also supposed to have our own. We should eat good prebiotics, which mm-hmm. are foods that feed the bacteria. But the things that we need to understand is we're having symptoms. We're having well, whatever the symptoms are, you can have an overgrowth of good bugs. They're called commensal bugs. Mm-hmm. And so if you happen to take a probiotic that has some of these good bugs in it that are good for a lot of people, but you already are in excess, that can create more of a problem as well. Yes. So, you know, kind of takes this, you know, a little bit to supplementation, which we love. Supplementation, I believe in many, many cases, is very necessary for a period of time. You know, neither one of us wants people on lifelong supplements, you know, $500 a month of supplements. It right. makes no sense. We want you on the minimal, minimal amount of supplements that you need 
which may include a probiotic, but it may not. Mm -hmm. So um, understanding, again, testing is what is the key to us understanding what it is. It's not an exact science, but it helps us get as close as we possibly can right. to, 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 to helping whoever we're helping. Yeah, and you know, Nikki brings up a really good point here about, about supplements, and obviously she's a fan. That's like, that's the medicine, right? So one thing that I, I actually just sent out a, an email like venting about this whole thing is that stores are full of supplements. Oh man. Okay, they're, yeah. they're everywhere. And we're, uh, I'm sure, this isn't like to shame you, I'm sure you have supplements at home that you got at Whole Foods or GNC or, or somewhere online that you thought, oh, this is Don't buy online. cheap. Yeah, Don't buy online. this is a really bad idea. Yeah. So there are certain companies, really good companies that supply pharmaceutical grade supplements to practitioners only for a reason. Mm -hmm. And they believe in the power of prescribing supplements correctly. Everyone and their mom and their mom's mom are taking probiotics. And as Nikki just pointed out, that is not necessarily okay. Mm -hmm. That could be causing a lot of problems for a lot of people. And not that we're against probiotics, but let's look we at what kind of probiotics you need. What do you need? Do you even mm -hmm. need a probiotic? Mm -hmm. Would you be better off with just prebiotics? So mm -hmm. I just really encourage you that if you feel like you need a supplement, you need to see somebody who, who can prescribe appropriately. Because if you just go to the store and and pull, you know, peppermint off the shelf because you heard it was good for stomach aches, like, who knows what's gonna happen. It's expensive urine, you're wasting a lot of money when you do this. There, it, my yeah. rant is over. No, it's good, and it's important, <laughs> and, and that's, that's it's a part of my rant, too, because so many people buy it off of, of Amazon oh. and eBay, uh, or these small companies that just happen to be pop-up online supplement companies that nobody knows anything about, and. I, I want to believe that they have everybody's uh, best interest at heart, but I don't know that. Here's the thing. They, they probably, they may not. Mm -hmm. I, hope, I hope they do too, yeah. but let me tell you this. Going back to the pharmaceutical mm -hmm. grade um, supplements that we use, only 3% of supplements are of that kind of value. Yeah. Only 3%. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? That means that the other 97% of supplements can have dyes, fillers, um, other excipients that just shouldn't even be there. Mm -hmm. um, and and these can be, you know, they can be toxic. They, they can be toxic. They can be damaging. Um, you got to know what's in them. Yeah. And when it comes to Amazon and eBay, you know, some of these companies have bought their own products off of Amazon and eBay and then retested them. Um, and they are not the same. Mm -hmm. They're expired. And if I were to tell you to go get something off of Amazon for a specific reason and you get it and it hurts you, what does that say about me? Because mm -hmm. um, it doesn't say anything about Amazon because you just bought what I told you to get. Right. Um, but, you know, it's been shown. They've got, and I, I say this because I think it's important. Um, what, there, there, there's some shown that there was sawdust <laughs> in capsules. Yeah, and so when you think about that, again, you kind of, this is where you dig. Okay, so sawdust, you know, we've eaten wood before for whatever reason, right? <laughs> who, who hasn't? But think about where does the wood come from? Was it on a deck that was full of paint and stain and primer? And was it, you know, all of these, wood is so toxic. And why is it there? Why? Well, yes, of course. Why is <laughs> the it there, period? question. But it could be that it's some sawdust 
that was from building a home. Right. Right? Um, or whatever it might be. And that's really scary because I can't imagine the, the toxic nastiness that goes on to this wood in right. order for it to a home to live to live to be there to stand for <laughs> man my words to stand for a hundred years or whatever it is even longer yeah so so don't yeah yeah don't, just, I, just I could don't. keep going but i felt like i know it was a good i know there are some decent mainstream companies and that's sure, fine but sure. you got to know what you need and, yeah. and it why waste money that's the thing. Right, right. Trying to save money mm -hmm. actually costs you money. That's it, yeah. really what it True. comes down to. True. Okay, so with that said, real quick, we have Zymogen. So Zymogen is another amazing company you will not find um, on eBay or Amazon because they'll shut them down. Yeah. <laughs> so, which um, which is a good thing because they, they are really, really careful in particular about their quality control, the, sup the, the the ingredients that they put in their supplements. So um, I love this, I love i5, it's a great immune booster, it's a really good product, but they've got a wide variety of products where we talk talked about Rightful a little while ago, Rightful, they're pretty focused, right, on pain management. Um, Zymogen, uh, Whole Scripts is the company that you order through for Zymogen, but they have, you know, uh, supplements for different organ systems, uh, but again, as good as they are, if you don't know what you need, mm -hmm. you don't want to waste your money. So you can go online, you can go to my website, and you can click the button that says Whole Scripts, and you can look through all of their stuff. But just be aware that you may or may not need what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. So, um, but they're an amazing company. They are. They are. I second that. Yes. Cool. So I think I want to get a little bit into some of these different um, infections that we deal with. Um, on a pretty regular basis, uh, you know, we've got, you know, we, we hear about IBS, we hear about mm -hmm. IBD, so there's irritable bowel, irritable bowel syndrome versus irritable bowel disease. Mm -hmm. We have GERD, heartburn, we've got SIBO and SIFO, so SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and then small intestinal fungal overgrowth. Um, we have uh, this CFIDS, which is chronic fatigue immune disorder syndrome, which is a big one. It's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. So these are things that we see constantly, and they're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. They cause a lot of problems for they a lot do. of people. They do. It's a tough one. And so I think, you know, there are a couple of points specifically about SIBO. And I think SIFO uh, may have some of the, has a lot of the same symptoms, but you would go about uh, eliminating it mm -hmm. differently if it's you know bacterial versus fungal. But things to understand about something like SIBO is it affects more than just the gut. So it goes outside of that. It actually it conjugates or it binds up bile. So if it's doing that, which is what helps you to break down your fats and utilize your fats, which helps you utilize your fat-soluble nutrients, A, D, E, K, uh, 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 CoQ10, um, those things are fat-soluble nutrients. You have to have fat in the diet. And if you're not breaking it down properly, you're not utilizing it, then you're probably going to be deficient mm -hmm. in your fat-soluble vitamins. Dealing with COVID right now, everybody's deficient in vitamin D. Everybody's deficient in it anyway. <laughs> but you don't want to be deficient in vitamin D right now because that is a 
key or it is one of the keys to making sure that you move through COVID as smoothly as possible. You've got to have a robust immune system. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what else was I? Oh, restless, restless leg syndrome hmm. can mm-hmm. be from a gut infection from SIBO. I've seen this a lot with SIBO. Have it's, you? It's odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's definitely a thing. It is a thing. There's a um, there's a correlation between mm-hmm. the two for sure. It can it can also be neurological, um, mm-hmm. but you know, and it can be multiple things. But you know, it's one of those things. If there's if you're dealing with restless leg, maybe you go, oh, I might need to go get a poop test. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So, but there are lots of things. There's play that you know, SIBO causes. So, if you've ever heard of the food baby, or you think that you look pregnant and you're not like you're you I look six months pregnant why do I look six months pregnant pregnant well a lot of times that can be a key indicator for SIBO absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. or some food sensitivities mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um question I want to ask you what your viewpoint is on mm-hmm. uh testing for SIBO are you a mm-hmm. fan are you not a fan um, this is are you kind of in the middle do you what do you what do you think? Yeah, there's controversy around. There this, is. So this is why I'm asking. There is, and it's a great question, and she knows what I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> but I but every time I so to back it up, when I run these labs, virtually every time I'm consulting with a clinician on staff, so I know that what I'm seeing is right, and that we are working for this particular client well, and it's not just me; it's multiple people who are on board making sure that we have the right protocol for this client. So I like to say that, you know, my clients work with a team, although Mm -hmm. they just kind of interact with me and my health coach, right? right? But so lots of times when we find somebody who's dealing with SIBO and it can show up in stool, but it is not diagnostic. These tests are not diagnostic for diseases, um, but they are big time indicators, right? So it can lead to a lot of things, you know, uh, these infections can can trigger autoimmune diseases, mm-hmm. right? So there can be some pretty nasty little buggers in here. But from the time I started really working with SIBO, which has been several years ago, um, I have talked with every clinician that I can, and I'm like, do you test? Because there is a hydrogen breath test and a uh, methane breast, mm-hmm. bre- breast test. <laughs> <laughs> breath test. And um, But then if you can see it in the stool, I'm like, why would you, you know, is, is that sufficient? What happens when you do these breath tests, and they're done everywhere, and I'm mm-hmm. not knocking them. Mm-hmm. Lots of people do these tests, and lots of people want to see that the results, well, what the results are. I mean, that's why we test, right? The accuracy is marginal at best. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's about 60% accurate. And so if somebody comes to me, and I do a breath test, and it comes back negative, but they actually do have SIBO, what is their uh, motivation for doing a SIBO protocol? Mm-hmm. Or if it comes back positive and they're actually negative, then we're going after the wrong thing. So, and I, I had this discussion w- with this, um, this lab right here last week. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, cause she was talking about, you know, you may wanna do some, some breath testing. And I said, okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> I wanna know your opinion. I have asked over the years every time, and she said, I do not breath test. Mm -hmm. And so 
the hope is, or what we're hoping for when, when it comes to something like SIBO is we're dealing, we're looking at symptoms. We're looking at things that are, and so bear in mind, I don't diagnose. These tests don't diagnose necessarily. Um, but we can, we can do things that can be sort of diagnostic in nature. Mm -hmm. And so doing something like what's called a low FODMAP diet. And so FODMAP is an acronym sure. for very long starches and foods. I'm not even going to go into it right now. <laughs> But if we put somebody on a low FODMAP diet, it can essentially, and they feel better. And these are all healthy foods. We want people to eat right. these foods. But if they're creating symptoms, then it allows us to say, okay, I've got a really good idea of what's going on here, and we're going to go after it. And more times than not, it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great answer. So you agree, though? I do. You know, I've heard, um, I don't, I don't breath test, mm -hmm. but a lot of times people will bring in their breath tests mm -hmm. and I'll be like, okay, here, like we can, yeah. we can use this. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't do it for that reason. We don't know how accurate it is, but it's all we have right now. Um, I'm sure that will change in the next, gosh, even few years, but I mm -hmm. would say within, you know, five years we have uh, better testing, but the, the problem with the test is, so regardless of how accurate it is, it's only testing hydrogen and methane. Mm -hmm. And there's other gases that these microbes give off that can be causing this same SIBO situation, and that's not being tested for, and there's no way to test mm -hmm. that currently. Um, so yes, I do, I do agree. I don't mm -hmm. test. I, mm -hmm. I think about it sometimes, but... Yeah. It's it's hard because we want to have the, to get the best answers that we can and and you know I think you know at this point how we feel about testing and how important it is for for our practices and for our clients and patients. But if I don't feel like I'm getting good results, then I think I feel better and my client will feel better going based off of all of the other information because mm -hmm. you can put the pieces of the puzzle together. There may, may be a few missing, <clears throat> but that's what happens in life and what happens with the body. There's yeah. still so many things that we don't know about the body. We're just putting pieces of the puzzle together as we get the pieces. Right. And so, um, so yeah, I think that, that most of the time testing is important. And this one showed up with both methane and hydrogen bugs. Mm -hmm. And she was very specific. She's like, doesn't mean that that's what it is, but she's like, I bet it is. And right. I said, well, I bet it's <laughs> also because of this, the symptoms. Yeah, you can make a story mm -hmm. out of it, but it's not looking yes. like small intestine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's just one mm -hmm. one thing to, to keep in mind. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, other things that can create these imbalances and this dysfunction and this this dysbiosis, which again is an imbalance of, of good and bad bugs or even an imbalance of good bugs where they get too high right you know a lot of us as we age we become deficient in hydrochloric acid mm -hmm. hydrochloric acid is necessary right it's in the gut in the stomach and it breaks starts you know breaking down foods it starts breaking down proteins if you're not breaking down proteins because you don't have enough hydrochloric acid then that's when people start to say and you know think about this if this is you like meat feels really heavy to me i don't feel like it 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 moves right. right and you know and and it's it's actually what's happening because you're low in hydrochloric acid which is typically also what's happening in heartburn mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and so what are we given when we have heartburn we're giving we're given an acid blocker you don't have any acid mm -hmm. and you're given an acid blocker so whether it's being whether it's an acid blocker 
like a PPI or a Tums. Oh, Tums kills me. It's not good. It's not okay. And the calcium in it is not okay. Whole other man. The, the rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they're everywhere. Um, but if we if we don't have the hydrochloric acid or for whatever reason, um, age, whatever it might be, it's creating deficiencies and it's creating the inability for you to utilize to break down and utilize the nutrients that are in your food. So we have to have that acid. We cannot continue to take these acid blockers and proton pump inhibitors thinking that it's helping um, our heartburn or our GERD because most of the times it's not. There are some situations where it has to be and usually it's a physical situation. There's something that I'm trying to think of. I can't think of what Are it is. Are you thinking it's of like Barrett's esophagus? Yes, thank okay, you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah um, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's one where it's probably it, it, the risk outweighs or the benefit of taking the, the yeah. PPI, you know, outweighs mm-hmm. the risk. But there, I mean, I would say that that's, uh, that's probably it. And you can't just jump off of these things. So if anyone's listening who mm. is taking a proton pump inhibitor, acid blocking prescription medication, you know, or even over the counter, right? You mm-hmm. just, you, I mean, these things don't, if you've been taking it for a long time, you don't just pop off of them. Um, mm-hmm. That's, that's not safe either. You do yeah. need to work with your doctor or, um, you know, somebody who knows what they're doing. <laughs> um, but with that said, this is, if you have heartburn, GERD, acid reflux, whatever, um, whatever that sensation that you're actually feeling is, even though it feels acidic and it feels burning, it's generally, almost always, we can't say always, but it's generally a problem of acid in the wrong place, not over acid mm-hmm. production. Yeah. It is mostly under acid mm-hmm. production. Um, And I know that sounds a little counterintuitive, but um, yeah, you have to have that, the little flap that keeps the stomach contents, the acidic stomach contents from coming up into the Mm -hmm. esophagus has to be a certain pH for that to stay closed. So if there's not enough acid, it can open and allow what acid is there to come up and cause what we know as heartburn. Yeah. So yeah. Which can be really uncomfortable, and we, we get that and we realize that. But it's, I have, um, I was at the gym the other day and they were talking about their um, pregnant wives, a couple of guys talking about their pregnant wives, and they're taking, you know, downing Prilosec and, and just munching on Tums. And it's like, I don't mean to interrupt. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Like, maybe tell them to try Tums, uh, Tums. Maybe tell them to try apples. Look at me. Yeah, yeah it works so well. <laughs> But seriously, um, I, it, it, this, I see this all the time. Somebody's dealing, they're like, oh, it hurts, it hurts. I'm like, okay, let's take some apple cider vinegar. And like, whoa, yeah. it's better when people believe that it's going to burn. Now, if it does burn, the lining is too thin and it's too much for you. You've got to repair that lining. Yeah. Um, and so, there, you, again, you got to understand what you're dealing with. Right. But apple cider vinegar is from God. It is. It is. It's amazing stuff. It's good for so many things. It really is. It's a great, great way to break up stagnant food. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, So I hate this, but I think that we have to be finished. Yep. (laughs) It's that time. It is that time. So see, it wasn't so bad. We didn't just talk about poop. Right. 
We should have talked about poop a little bit more, shouldn't we have? Yeah. yeah. So if it's runny, not good. If it doesn't come out, not good. <laughs> um, what else is not good? If it's if it's difficult, not good. Right. Mm-hmm. And one thing just to mention to end on is that mm-hmm. this is not a scary test. Yes, people, and that's why we're trying to take the taboo out of mm-hmm. poop and actually doing the poop test itself. Yeah, it's a little weird to poop in a tray, but the but you're in your own home. A kit is sent directly to you. It's done in the privacy of your own home when you want. It is not that weird. You put it in a bag and you don't ever have it's, to talk to anyone about it. It's quick and easy. Except for, it's, you know, who's going to be going over your lab work with you. It's very yeah. quick and easy. So, yeah. you know, don't let that stop you. When you talk to somebody like us, when you talk about your poop with us, it's just like you're talking about your food. <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. I mean, we talk about it all the time, and um, which is not for everybody. <laughs> But again, it's a huge part of our story, and we have to understand it because whatever is happening there, happening there is what's you know it's going on in here, and we got to know, we got to know. Yeah. So. So. Okay. With that said, talk about um, where you are and where you can be found. Oh. Besides here. Um. Yeah. So my website is vitalitycenter.com, and I'm mostly active on Instagram, but you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at. Uh, at Vitality Center Denver. Man, I need to get better with Instagram. You do well with Instagram. I don't. I, I don't do well with Facebook. I don't do well with any of them. So, <laughs> but we're we're oh. trying, right? Uh, yeah, it, I think for the two of us, if we could just sit here and do this all day, which we do probably a lot. <laughs> This is literally the discussion that we have pretty much all the time. So, it really is. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, as you know, if you have watched before, Taste Life Nutrition is uh, is my website. It's also all of the social media. You can find us out there. Um, I do a couple of Facebook Lives uh, about dogs. So, well, one about dogs called Real Raw Health. So if you are curious about raw feeding for your dog, which is the best thing to do for your dog if you love your dog, and we all do. Um, <laughs> Amber feeds her dogs raw. Um, <laughs> um, you know, let me let me help. Let us, you know, just watch the Facebook lives. Um, there, are, it's Thursdays, four no three p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, so today, so that's every week. This show is every other week on Thursday, um, except this next one falls on Thanksgiving. So we'll probably have a replay of something. Happy Thanksgiving! Yeah, it's I can't believe it's Thanksgiving. Crazy, crazy. Um, but reach out. Um, I do Functional Friday with my health coach, um, first Friday of every month. And so we talk kind of similar stuff. We're talking about functional medicine and functional nutrition and, you know, different um, conditions that, that we see and practice all of the time. So uh, reach out. Uh, go to the website. I have a, a, uh, an assessment that you can do for free on the website. And uh, I'll reach out to you personally. We'll just talk through it and see what you need and what we can do to get you through whatever's going on. So thank you for joining us and we'll see you in a month. Wow. Wow. All right. All right. All right. Bye everybody. Bye. <laughs> Mwah.